0: Let's go to the comic book lounge with Mindy and Mark. Let's all take our seats. It's Crisis
1: 315, Infinite Crisis. This is How I Got My Wife to Read Comics. I'm Mark.
2: And I'm Mindy. Just a reminder, you can go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts and blogs, or subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review.
1: You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com, like us at facebook.com slash sfppn, Check out Instagram at sfpodnetwork, or call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. We're taping this in advance as we explore the history of DC's crossover events. We begin in 2005, but really in 1986. DC Comics had just completed Crisis on Infinite Earths, a maxi-series with the goal of simplifying a 50-year continuity filled with multiple Earths, imaginary stories, wacky sidekicks, some of whom were culturally reprehensible, and characters added from other publishers as DC snapped them up. So, the multiple Earths were given the heave-ho, and everyone was readjusted to live on a single Earth, at least most of them. But creatives couldn't help themselves creating concepts such as hyper time and undoing the crisis deaths of Flash and Supergirl.
2: So back to 2005, DC has decided that enough is enough and that they would formally return or at least tiptoe into the multiverse. For the first time, a crossover event had a formal introduction consisting of an 80-page special, DC Countdown, a.k.a. Countdown to Infinite Crisis, as well as four introductory miniseries, The OMAC Project, Ran, Thanagar War, Day of Vengeance, and Villains United, plus a limited series called The Return of Donna Troy, who had recently been killed in continuity.
1: DC Countdown One-Shot, 2005, by Johns, Rucka, Winnick, and Benes. DC's Countdown's main character is the Ted Cord Blue Beetle, whose first DC appearance was in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, we'll see a lot of Crisis references throughout this event. It's somewhat of a sequel to that. Ted is following the theft of his company's funds, leaving him nearly bankrupt. He asks for help from the other heroes, but with the JLA in disarray after the events of Identity Crisis, episodes 623 and 626, that help doesn't come.
2: His best friend Booster Gold is seriously injured in an explosion, so Ted goes on his own, eventually tracking the case to Switzerland and Checkmate, a government-run spy organization. There he finds Maxwell Lord, who has been monitoring the League. He now considers them a threat. Lord asks Beetle to join him in his quest, and when he refuses, Lord shoots Ted in the head.
1: Ted Cord, Blue Beetle 2, first appearance in Captain Adam 83 from Charlton Comics, 1966-2005, to 2005, rest in peace. The OMAC Project, 2005, by Rucka, Sayes, Richards, and Wycheck. Directly spinning out of the one-shot, we learn that Max Lord is using tech installed in sleeper agents around the world, all reporting back to Lord without even knowing it. They can also be activated, becoming super-powered cyborgs. Lord is also using a piece of tech created by Batman, a satellite called Brother Eye, intended to monitor the other leaguers. Again, this is in response to the Identity Crisis miniseries. Both Omac and Brother Eye come from Jack Kirby's 1970s DC stories. Lord is also in charge of Checkmate, and there's a storyline involving a power struggle among his lieutenants.
2: Now, Max Lord has been shown in the past as having the ability to influence people with his mental abilities, but this has been fairly subtle up to now. Lord makes Superman think that Batman is Brainiac and beats Bruce violently. He then sends Clark to attack Diana, making him think he's attacking Doomsday for killing Lois, which didn't happen. He does all this to convince the world that superheroes are out of control. Diana manages to reach Lord. She knows that even if she defeats Clark, he will still be under Lord's control. She can't allow that to happen. This leaves her no choice but to snap Max's neck, killing him.
1: Maxwell Lord, JLA advisor, checkmate leader, supervillain, 1987 to 2005, rest in peace. Unfortunately, the death of Max Lord triggers a Brother Eye protocol, taking over direct control of the 200,000 OMAX, broadcasting Lord's execution around the world, and essentially declaring war on the superheroes.
2: Ran Thanagar War 2005 by Gibbons and Rays. The purpose of this mini is mostly to keep the various cosmic heroes busy in space at a critical time on Earth. The Hawks, the Green Lantern Corps, Adam Strange, and Starman all play a part. A previous miniseries moved Rand into the Thanagarian solar system, which made the latter unstable, forcing the two races to share Ron. Tensions erupt and a civil war ensues. By the miniseries' conclusion, there's a fracture in space that will be familiar to readers of Crisis on Infinite Earths
1: day of vengeance 2005 by willingham and justiano just as the previous mini was mostly designed to sideline powerful forces in space day of vengeance does the same for the magical community Jean loring now in arkham after she murdered sue dibney in identity crisis becomes the new eclipso and escapes She finds the Spectre, currently hostless after Hal Jordan was revived, is persuaded by Eclipso that magic is evil because it flies in the face of God. So Spectre goes off to destroy all magic. After a series of attacks, a group of magicians, later called Shadow Pact, go on a suicide mission to kill Eclipso and hopefully break her hold on Spectre. There are multiple battles, many centering on Black Alice's ability to temporarily steal other magical abilities, and it concludes with the Rock of Eternity destroyed, releasing many evil beings, including the Seven Deadly Sins.
2: Villains United, 2005, by Simone, Eaglesham, and Samiks. This miniseries involves the machinations of former President Luthor, his newly formed secret society of supervillains, and a team of villains called the Secret Six, working for a mysterious mockingbird. There's a number of battles, missions, and double-crosses throughout. In the end, Mockingbird is revealed as Lex Luthor? Then who organized the secret society? An imposter with the name of Alexander Luthor Jr. This name will be recognized by Crisis on Infinite Earth readers, the Luthor of Earth-3 who went off to paradise at the end of the event.
1: Which leads us to, finally... Infinite Crisis Number 1, written by Jeff Johns, penciled by Phil Jimenez, inked by Andy Lanning, colored by Jeremy Cox and Guy Major, lettered by Nick J. Napolitano, assistant editor Janine Schaefer, editor Eddie Berganza, with special thanks to Greg Rucka.
2: We begin on the moon in the ruins of the JLA watchtower destroyed during the lead-in miniseries. The Trinity is there investigating what happened. They are all suspicious of each other. Bruce spied on them. Clark was under Max Lord's control. Diana killed Max Lord.
1: Cut to Smallville, where Connor Kent, clone of Clark and Lex Luthor, watches the footage of Diana's actions alongside Martha. The news cuts to footage of the Teen Titans attempting to fight off the now-activated Omax. Martha almost convinces him to join the fight before there's a reference to Luthor on the news. Connor is terrified of becoming a villain. We now see a kaleidoscope view of the events being watched by a mysterious group. How can Connor can't do nothing after all the poor boy has gone through? Superboy will fail to make a difference, just like the others. As much as I hate to admit it, we've made a horrible miscalculation. It's time to intervene.
2: Back on Earth, a group of heroes are off to Cronus to stop a cosmic menace. Nightwing watches Supergirl, Starfire, and Donna Troy leave, then finds himself alone fighting an army of OMAX.
1: Out in space, the GL Corps, Adam Strange, Legion, and the Hawks watch the space fracture swallow an entire galaxy. They are all sniping at each other, blaming each other for what is happening. The Guardians of the Universe are holed up, at least that's how Guy Gardner puts it. The Guardians are, as usual, pontificating among themselves. For the first time in history, Oa is no longer at the center of the universe. This tear in reality is. Someone or something has purposely changed the nature of the cosmos.
2: Back in Gotham, a group from the secret society are causing havoc. Riddler, Scavenger, Murmur, the Body Doubles, Red Panzer, and the Fisherman. The GCPD, including Detective Crispus Allen, tried to contain them. The Rock of Eternity appears above, splits open, and spits out Captain Marvel, leaving the giant form of the Spectre in its place. He killed him. He killed the Wizard.
1: In Metropolis, the Freedom Fighters are up against a major villain team. Black Adam, Dr. Polaris, Deathstroke, Dr. Light, Bizarro, Sinestro, Reverse Flash, Cheetah and Psycho-Pirate. The heroes are no match for them and are gruesomely murdered with the exception of the Ray. Don't be afraid. Luthor wants you alive.
2: Back on the moon, Clark hears a heartbeat. It's Mongol, there to gloat over the end of the League. There's a mighty battle, but Clark, enraged, puts him down. Diana steps in, intending to end him before she stopped by Clark. I, I don't know who you are anymore. Of all people, you know who I am. Who the world wants me to be? I'm Wonder Woman. Mongol manages to escape. The trio continues to argue. Diana, sometimes there's no other choice. Bruce, and that's the kind of thinking that leads to mind wipes. Clark, I'm not like you, Bruce. I don't need to control everything. Bruce, but they need to be inspired. And let's face it, the last time you really inspired anyone was when you were dead. They go their own ways.
1: Back at the Kaleidoscope, their three greatest heroes cannot work together? But we can, right? We can do this. Yes, we can save everyone if we wish to. We can even save her. I'm certain of it. A man with a cape steps up to the kaleidoscope and begins punching it. This looks like a job for Superman. It's the cal L with no E from Earth-2, alongside Superboy of Earth-Prime, Alexander Luthor of Earth-3, and Lois Lane of Earth-2.
2: Infinite Crisis number 2, The Survivors, with the same creative team, along with additional inkers Norm Rapmond Marlo Elquiza, and Larry Strucker. We begin in San Diego, where Animal Man is looking for his spacesuit. His powers have gone haywire. He absorbs an animal's power, and their warning instincts take over. Now he has a chance to find out why, which involves a trip to space.
1: Cut to New Chronos, where a team is about to investigate... What has happened? Animal Man, Cyborg, Donna Troy, Firestorm, Supergirl, Firestar, Metamorpho, Alan Scott GL, Jade, Bumblebee, and Airwave, who's picking up thousands of SOS calls from alien races.
2: Back on Earth, Power Girl is fighting a group of villains, Clayface, Giganta, Mr. Adam, Gerder, and Psycho Pirate. They are there to take her to see Luthor. She manages to take them all down, only to see a figure in the sky. It's been a long time, cousin. Too long. It's Superman of Earth, too.
1: Meanwhile, at the Daily Planet, Lois is talking to Martha on the phone when Perry interrupts her the attack on the Freedom Fighters. She meets Clark in the lobby, among all the headlines from the other crises. They kiss, and he's off.
2: In Gotham, the Secret Society are on FaceTime, bringing us up to speed. They lost Power Girl and are having no luck tracking down the Shazam family. Calculator is working on who is controlling the OMAX. Lex tells them to bring in Black Adam. He's needed for a mind-wiping machine.
1: Cut to Luthor in his battle suit in the Arctic. A voice says, you are not Lex Luthor. What is wrong with me? He sees two streaks in the sky. It's Power Girl and Soup's 2.
2: You're not the Superman I know. Not yet. They land in a cave where Superboy Prime and Luthor 3 greet them. There's discussion on how she managed to end up on this new Earth. She doesn't remember anything of what happened. Reality basically jammed her into place and reconciled her. We then get a multi-page primer with Supes 2 explaining the creation of the multiverse, Earth 1, 2, 3, 4, S, X, etc., the crisis on Infinite Earths, the sacrifices they made, and the new Earth that was formed.
1: The potential was there, so full of hope. But soon after, we learned there was definitely something wrong. And we see a tableau of Jason Todd's death, doomsday, nightfall, zero-hour, identity crisis, and its aftermath. Clark, too, made the call to escape paradise to save everyone. And we learned the real reason they escaped. Lois of Earth 2 is dying.
2: Cut to the moon where booster gold and skeets pop in from the future, Unfortunately, too late to stop the Watchtower from being destroyed. Booster has Skeet's track down his league, then they are off to find Blue Beetle's Scarab.
1: Back to a casino in Gotham, where Joker is torturing King of the Royal Flush Gang to find out why he never received an invite to join the secret society. The rather obvious answer? Joker is too much of a wild card. You're the only one they don't want. Joker then electrocutes him, and we see that Ace's head is no longer there, while the others are in no better shape.
2: The Royal Flush Gang. Ten, Jack, Queen, King, and Ace. 1966-2005. to 2005. Rest in peace. Back to Karen and the Supers. She is introduced to Lois, and when they touch, Karen's entire Earth-2 history is unlocked in her mind. Tearfully, she embraces Super 2, he and Lois, too, were her foster parents in the old continuity.
1: In the Batcave, Bruce is checking out the Watchtower's black box because, of course, he doesn't trust anyone, while Alfred attempts to treat his injuries. Bruce pushes him away, and Alfred reminds him he is not alone. Brother Eye's interface pops up, who asks why Batman is trying to stop I from following Bruce's directives. When Bruce asks why the OMAX, many of which were taken out by an EMP, are leaving the cities, he is shown the photo of Diana killing Max Lord.
2: Cut to Themyscira, where the remaining OMAX have amassed to take out Diana. She and the Amazons fight on, despite the fact that they cannot use lethal force against the innocents inside the OMAX.
1: Back to Clark II, who explains that Lois's illness is tied to the corruption of this Earth. When this universe was reborn, Earth-1 became the primary world, but I finally realized we saved the wrong Earth. Their mission? Replace Earth-1 with the more noble Earth-2, as we see the kaleidoscope change to famous images from the Golden Age. Will classic Superman and his gang take things back to the Golden Age? Find out in our next Crisis episode. AnnouncerBot
0: Call us at 614 9737 That's 614-3219-SFP. Back to you, Mark. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.